First Sip Brewbox is a one-of-a-kind subscription service for craft beer lovers based right here in Pittsburgh. Every month, First Sip will send you a box full of craft beer enthusiast essentials including t-shirts, glassware, and even food. Right now, our friends at First Sip Brewbox have an offer for you. Just sign up for a three-month subscription and get your fourth month free. Just enter the code HOPNATIONUSA when you sign up at FirstSipBrewBox.com. That's H-O-P-U-S-A at checkout to get your fourth month free at FirstSipBrewBox.com. Woe to you, O Earth and Sea. It's the Hop Nation. USA Podcast. Welcome back to another fabulous episode of your favorite podcast, your favorite Pittsburgh craft beer podcast, Hop Nation USA. I, of course, am your host, Adam. With me, of course, is Steve. Hello, everybody. That was that was enthusiastic. I do appreciate that. I tried my best. That's right. So, uh, as you can tell, we do sound a little bit different tonight. Uh, we are actually live and on location. We are here at the fabulous Allegheny City Brewing Company here in the... Uh, are, you, are we considering this the north side or Deutschtown? Deutschtown? Okay. Deutschtown. We'll go with Deutschtown. I've been corrected, and I apologize for that. It's right on the side of the building, it dude. It literally is. I know. There's a, there's a mural. It says, picture yourself here. It's a clue. It's a clue. So that other voice that you heard. Voices. Voices. There are multiple. Uh, we'll start with the voice that you have heard the most uh, to all of our loyal listeners is, I don't even know if he is a, a host a he's a third mic. Host? He's a third mic. Or is he a guest? Well, but tonight, what is he? Oh, well, no, he's still third mic. Okay, we'll, he, give, him, we'll give him the third yeah, mic, yeah. mic nod. Yeah, he's still third mic tonight. Uh, that, is, of course, is Dennis. Good day, mates. Nice. Nice. Uh, Dennis, of course, is here with us. He's part of our rotating third mic. Welcome back. You can. You don't have to wave to everybody. They're not going to see that on the podcast. I don't know. I actually nodded and lifted my hat. <laughs> I hope that you guys was, appreciate that. That was classy, and we do appreciate that. If only I brought my monocle. <laughs> we don't have a video element yet, but <laughs> practicing. Maybe right. I'll Photoshop that for somebody. <laughs> Here's Dennis tipping his hat. <laughs> I feel like we can put that out on a Twitter feed. I think we can do that. Yeah, sure. Joining us on top of that is we're got a, we pretty much got a full house tonight. But we and have, then some. yeah, uh, we have everybody at uh, Allegheny City Brewing. So why don't you just uh, say hi into the mics and introduce yourselves and what you do? There are three other um, part, like w- workers. I mean, we're not the only uh, Allegheny City Brewing rep- representatives, but okay. we're the three owners. All right, we're here with the three owners tonight. Yes. <laughs> hi, I'm Amy Yurkovich, one of the three owners. Um, we've been going at it. It's going to be coming up on our two-year anniversary here, so. Um, as Matt mentioned, we do have two employee, two and a half, three employees. <laughs> two and a half. Thank you. Thank you. Was there an accident? Yeah. Do I want to know That's the explanation behind this? <laughs> okay. So I'm Amy Yarkovich, one of the owners from Allegheny City Brewing. Well, welcome. Thank you. Uh, I'm Al, one of the owners. Matthew, also one of the owners. All right. Cool. Great. Well, uh, we're here tonight. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you can't just brush them aside like that. <laughs> you got to give them a proper welcome. So welcome to the Hop Nation USA podcast. We appreciate you guys being on tonight. Thanks for coming in. Woo woo. <laughs> Thanks, Dennis. <laughs> I'm kind of like a hype man. <laughs> Every good show needs a hype man. 
All right. Well, we're here for a couple reasons tonight. Uh, there's a, actually a lot going on with Allegheny City coming up in the future and just a lot always going on here. Yes, but there is one very important thing that we need to address. What is that, Adam? Beer. Oh, yeah. That's always going on here. Yes. So uh, I, do we want to get into what we're going to talk about? Or are we just going to get straight into the beer? Beer. The vote is it's for been, beer. The vote has been cast. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, so what we're going to do is we're going to jump into the first beer that we have. I am not going to explain it. Usually on the show, uh, one of us will explain the, the ins and outs of the beer. But obviously, since we have the, uh, the proprietors of Allegheny City, uh, we're going to turn the mics over to you guys. What is the beer we're drinking? Give us a little bit of detail. What it is, what the style is, the major points, you know, IBUs, ABV, you know, what you guys were going for, what's the story behind it, stuff like that. So what you got? Uh, we got uh, on top here is uh, the beer named Wu. Um, it's a New England style IPA, and we use Mosaic and uh, Vic Secret hops. And we were going for um, just like a tropical, very aromatic, and a soft mouthfeel overall to the beer. This is one we brewed about four months ago, and we decided to brew it again recently uh, just because of demand. And I think it uh, kind of represents the style pretty well. And let Al kind of talk no, about I was just going to say, we don't, <laughs> so as far as the, the uh, stats on it, it's 6.3% uh, ABV. We don't, we calculate IBU, but it's not something we really worry about publishing anymore because with the advent of late hopping, dry hopping, right. and New England stuff, people don't really care or nor does it correlate to an, an IPA anymore. So um, we, we calculate it, but it's not something that we really publish. I think the, probably one of the funnest parts of the beer, I mean, it's been very popular, like Matt said, there's been demand to brew it again, um, was with how he came up with a name. Um, so, you know, it's, it's kind of like a hybrid of two different concepts. And mm-hmm. he shared it before, but I'll let him tell it again. Uh, yeah, basically it was uh, just, I had a song in my head, um, a boy named Sue from Johnny Cash. I was walking down by the uh, point with a dog out on a stroll. And we were starting to brew these, uh, this particular style. I saw like a clip from uh, Ric Flair, just like a, <laughs> I don't know if it was 30 for 30 or if it was just like, you know, something on, on Facebook or something. But um, yeah, it just kind of got me thinking. And then like the two uh, kind of combined to Beer Named Woo and uh, text the uh, two owners to my right here. And um, they kind of, I don't know, it was just like a concept, but it just seemed like it might be a good beer name. It's always good, like when a, a name kind of comes to you like that, mm-hmm. um, rather than like the day you're putting on a beer, a new beer, and you don't have a name, <laughs> which happens almost every other. Just looking at the chalkboard. <laughs> what looks right? So, is it safe to assume that these beers are also served with a feather boa? <laughs> <laughs> no boa, no boa. But we do get. Well, we don't get it so much anymore. But when we first put this beer on towards the end of a sh- like the end of the night, we would get people starting to do the the woo chant. <laughs> <laughs> bar, which is cute for a while, but glad that's died off. I because <laughs> you get it still sometimes. Yeah, it but this <laughs> podcast, that might pick back up. <laughs> yeah, you just you put that back, back out in the air for everybody. <laughs> we don't set that up. <laughs> no, it's fun. It's fun that people like it. It's a name that's caught on for sure. Awesome. Well, just taking a look at it. It definitely, like Matt said, represents the style in the high, like it's hazy and cloudy. And it's got that nice, pale, like, tropical, almost pineapple color to it. And if you get into the nose, it's definitely on that tropical, pineapple-y side of things as well. Faux stock. Oh, yeah, it really is. So it's the, uh, it's the Mosaic and Vic Secret, like Matt said, the hops. And they're both added late into the boil or the Whirlpool. Um, mm-hmm. And it's a double dry hop beer as well with those and like, kind of the okay. secondary edition. So, yeah, it should get a lot of nose of it, kind of a lot of the aroma and 
and kind of fruit flavor to it. It, it's, it smells very inviting. Mmm. Tastes really inviting, too. <laughs> As in inviting me to have another. <laughs> Add it to the list. Well, thank you. Yeah, that's a, that's a really good representation. I mean, like you said, you're shooting for a soft mouthfeel, and that's exactly what I get. It's, it's like soft, like, I don't want to say creamy, but it, you know, it just has that kind of like pillowy, you know, mouth to it. Pillowy? Yeah, I pillowy. like that. Every now and then I'm going to throw in a word that we haven't used before. We're always looking for words to add to the descriptions of our beers, so that'll be one maybe we'll steal from you. Everybody's going like to be it. taking notes tonight. <laughs> Dennis, any thoughts? It's definitely super crushable. Um, I'm almost halfway down with my uh, little taste here. So definitely really, really enjoy this. Um, with the pillowy mouthfeel, uh, did you guys play around <laughs> with any water chemistry to get that soft mouthfeel? Yeah, I sure did. So yeah, so the, the, the water we get here from the city is, is really pretty good quality um, for base water beer. You know, we, we make sure it's, it's suitable for general brewing conditions, but there's not a lot on the base beer, on a typical beer that we need to add or subtract to make it good. But for the New England style, we do use a combination of uh, calcium chloride and gypsum predominantly to get that kind of uh, the, the final result um, of the mouthfeel that we want. Cool. Right on. Well, I can say uh, for, for those that are not familiar, I, of the people on this show on the regular, I am the only one that is not an IPA guy. So this one is a little bit out of my realm. Uh, but what I like about this one is this is something that if you're not quite, you know, a hardcore IPA guy or gal, it's very easy to, to get into this style of beer. Uh, this is definitely one that can can invite you in. And that's what I like about this. It's not a, a I'll just say it, a stupid punchy in the mouth IPA. <laughs> We've actually found that with a lot of the customers too. Yeah, we recommend it to somebody that's maybe not had or not really want a really hoppy beer, but we say, well, why don't you just try this? And, right. You know, they'll have another, you know, a second one. So yeah, it, it, and that's that's definitely what this beer is. It's it's inviting and pillowy. <laughs> Man, everybody's stealing my words. Everybody's gonna forget that I said that. You're gonna have to start charging. <laughs> All right. Well, I think we can continue sipping on this beer, enjoying it. Everybody seems to be enjoying it. I think it's time we move on and just actually start to learn more about Allegheny City. So if you guys just want to start with, I don't know, anything, your your history as homebrewers, if that's where you started, the history of Allegheny City, how you all met each other. What was the tipping point to, to start the brewery? What was the, the eureka moment? Okay, we can do this, and then we have done this, that sort of stuff. Sure. I think we're still looking for that eureka moment. <laughs> but, uh, no, it's been great. Um, we're coming up on two years now, so it's been a, it's been a wild ride, but it's been awesome. Um, Matt and I have a history as homebrewers, but what really kind of set our journey forward was, uh, so, so Amy and I have been together for 15 long, many years, a lot of years, and, and Amy, Matt, are brother and sister. And so we've all been friends for a long time. We're all born and raised in Pittsburgh, uh, Amy, Matt, in the north side, but we all spent significant time in Colorado, about eight or 10 years, depending. So um, while we were out there, we just kind of really fell in love with, with craft beer, both the, the great kind of craft beer quality in Colorado and the scene in and around the states, kind of the Mountain West states. And, and we took a lot of trips together, backpacking trips, hiking trips, and everywhere we went kind of had like a nice little neighborhood, mountain town brewery, and we just kind of fell in love with the concept. Um, so like that, coupled with the fact that Matt and I were, were home brewing, you know, people started asking us to brew for different events, you know, 
you know, movie premieres and, and or you know like uh, comedy, festivals. comedy festivals and things mm-hmm. like that. So we kind of started thinking like maybe we could do this. You know, like every home brewer has this pipe dream to, to oh, yeah. brew something. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's there. Um, <laughs> so we started working on a business plan, and uh, honestly, truly, the tipping point was when Amy kind of said. Like, hey, let's, like, we were tinkering around with this plan for, for a couple of years. She said, either let's, let's do it or not do it, but let's. Like, <laughs> Gave you the ultimatum. Yes basically. or no. Not an ultimatum <laughs> so much as, like, hey, I was fully support you guys if you want to do it. But if not, let's quit was, talking about it, it all the time. It was pretty much like every time we got together, we would be, you know, kind of building it up. So she kind of pushed, pushed it a little further to where we are now. Pushed you out of the airplane. A lot of talk and no action. <laughs> <laughs> so we're looking that old piss or get off the pot. <laughs> yeah. uh, that's exactly what it was. I just didn't, didn't know who listened to this podcast. I didn't want to, you know, I don't know if it's a family show. So but that's exactly what she said one day was They that. have the Discovery Channel. They yeah, so, um, so yeah, so we, at the same time, we were all like wanting to get back to Pittsburgh. And so we saw that as an opportunity um, and a reason to come back. You know, we wanted to get back closer to, to family being from here originally, but we, we saw an opportunity um, to open a brewery in Pittsburgh. We thought, you know, at that time there, there weren't that many breweries around and we thought it could be viable. So we, we, we find it, finished our business plan. We all moved back in what, 2013. And it took us a couple of years to kind of get our feet beneath us to find financing and equipment and a building and all that. But then we ultimately opened in September 28th of 2016. Yeah, time flies. <laughs> uh, so yeah, started like Amy, Amy and Matt mentioned earlier. Started with the three of us. We were here for everything from day one. You know, bartending, brewing, cleaning, the whole deal. This was your life. This was this was and still is our life. Uh, but we brew out of a seven barrel brew house. Um, we work serve out of uh, or we work out of a few different fermenters. Twelve beers on tap. We have an occupancy permit for forty nine in the brewery and another dozen or so on the, on the tables out front. And right now we serve out of the tap room and we have about a dozen or 15 um, local keg accounts, bars and restaurants that, that really keep us at capacity right now. So we're, we're considering our next steps, our options for doing a little, you know, something fun, a little something more. Um, but right now that's it. Um, you know, we do have a couple other, a few other employees um, on the, both the brewing and bartending side, but it's a, a small tight knit family and we're, it's, it's crazy that we're almost at two years already. It's been fun. That's awesome. So did Allegheny start as a seven barrel system or did it start smaller and then grew uh, immediately? Because I know there's other breweries that have had that uh, almost immediate growth and, right. and they'll start with a two or a five barrel system and discover that that ain't gonna work. <laughs> now, so we started as seven barrels. Um, honestly, everyone we met with both here and in Colorado for advice said kind of, if you're gonna plan to be successful, plan to be successful. So like mm-hmm. get as big of a system as you could afford. And so seven barrels was as big as we could kind of reasonably fit in here, as big as we could reasonably afford. And really the constricting factor for us now isn't the seven barrel brew house, it's our fermenter space. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, to, for us to do any more than we're doing now, I mean, we're, we're at capacity, we're actually probably running a little over capacity right now. We're selling more than we're brewing every month, which is a good problem to have. But right. um, uh, it, it, again, it's not so much the, the, for the brew house as it is our fermenter space. We could use them for, for more fermenting space. Mm. Do you guys have any? <laughs> Sorry? <laughs> I mean, I don't know, maybe Adam can take a barrel in the garage. I don't know. <laughs> we'll talk after the show. <laughs> you mentioned when you are when you came back, you were looking for space. How did you decide on this place? Because it seems to me it's pretty obvious this was a house at some point. 
I'm going to jump in, Amy. Um, Matt and I are originally from Northside, as Al had mentioned, so we really wanted to be in the north side, the lower north side more specifically. Um, and we kind of started looking around. Initially, we were work working with a realtor, but what we found out down here in the north side is a lot of properties, they're just not necessarily listed on the MLS. They're who you know, and you kind of got to talk to somebody. Um, so we started presenting to the local neighborhood groups, and someone at one of those meetings introduced us to someone who um, initially had owned this property now when we purchased it he had his offices in here it was a local realtor or I mean a local developer prior to that was a coffee shop we know it's been a bar we know it's been a bakery um, a pizza shop um, several different things but I wouldn't doubt that there were houses there are three residential apartments above one of the interesting things downstairs in the basement was um, what we believed to have been a trough um it's it's really kind of an interesting area down there so I, i'm sure at one point this probably was residential on mm -hmm. the first floor as well not just the, the second and third floors and the building dates to the, the 1800s as far as we know so i'm sure there were probably some sort of farm animals yeah. <laughs> down there at one point we also know that in the 80s there was this was a kind of a uh, a, not a homeless shelter, but a shelter where people could come, take a shower, get some food. It was like kind of a, like a, a station, community a community, sta a community yeah. shelter type place. And when we bought the building, there's the showers and stuff were still down there. Hmm. Oh, cool. Um, so yeah. But one of the cool things about the building for anyone that's ever been in here, you know, on one side is the tap room and on the other side is the brew house. And there's kind of a large, like a double door opening between the two. And so these used to be two separate buildings. And there used to be a bar here in the 40s or 50s called Hole in the Wall, and it was a polka bar. <laughs> and we, had, we heard this from an old time neighborhood resident who passed away a year or so ago, but he told us about it. And then about a year later, the guy who owned this place, his granddaughter came in and said, yeah, this place was called Hole in the Wall. The reason it was called Hole in the Wall is because my grandfather busts the hole between the two sides. He put a hole in the wall to make it one place. And so, yeah, the building has a um, like a, a storied history. Like Amy said, it's been everything from a restaurant, bakery. It, there was a, it's a, it was a non-denominational church at one point, a locksmith. It's been a lot of things over the years from the research we can find, coffee shop. Um, but yeah, that Hole in the Wall story was like a, a fun one to hear. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, it's just something I noticed the first time being in here that, like, there's a very rustic feel in here. And, like, you can tell that there's definitely history, especially, you know, in the location where it's mm -hmm. at. It's been around for a while. <laughs> sure. So, speaking of location, uh, the name Allegheny City Brewing, I assume that comes from the old Allegheny City uh, that existed before Pittsburgh pretty much absorbed it back. What was that? The early 1900s? 1907s. I'm not a historian. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, yes, it's okay. <laughs> and it really kind of limited us to where we were going to be located at. But you saw the name before. No, it was all, uh, we honestly, we considered, I considered other neighborhoods in Pittsburgh more than Amy and Matt. They always, like she said, wanted to be here. But um, but we always wanted to be in, in the north side. And just like learning the history of the north side and the fact that Allegheny City, you know, over 110 years ago was a separate standalone sister city to Pittsburgh and how it was kind of like forcefully annexed. It was kind of a way just to kind of, you know, use some history of the neighborhood uh, to incorporate into the name of the brewery. Very cool. Awesome. Do you, by any chance, remember what the first beer was that you served here as Allegheny City Brewing? Oh boy, it's getting all wavy. This is like a flashback. <laughs> should have paid attention to that. I know. <laughs> we should make up an I answer mean, for that. Definitely, <laughs> if we look back, I mean, the, 
we keep brew books. You know, we mm-hmm. keep our logs. But the actual um, first beer sale or the first beer we brewed? Man. Either one. Okay. Either one. Yeah, I mean, every, every business has that. This is our first dollar made. So, yeah. like, what's your first beer sold to get that dollar? Right. <laughs> Man. Pretty sure the first beer recipe we did here was a stout. Okay. Was our stout. Or was it the farmhouse? Oh, the God. farmhouse. Yeah. That's what it was. And the reason we brewed it first was because we knew it was going to take a little bit extra time to condition no, to get gotcha. to where it needed to. So that was that was the first beer we brewed, and that sat for you know a month or so until we transferred it into our cold room. Mm-hmm. And then the, the the next beer we brewed was our our, our stout, um, the first of our stout series, because again we were trying to sequentially brew our beers so that when we opened the beers were kind of timed right age wise. Right. So you don't want to brew an IPA three months before you open, but you could probably brew a farmhouse a couple months before you open. You could probably brew a stout, yeah. you know, six weeks before you open. So we tried to time our kind of back into it where the, 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 the beers we wanted to be fresh were the last beers we brewed before we opened. Right. The beers that would do well with aging were early on in the process. Makes sense. Yeah. Makes sense. Very cool. I don't think we noted the first point though. Like, no. Not what it was. I think it was just so much excitement. I say, we to can't. open our doors. I think we were just so excited to finally <laughs> open our doors <laughs> that it was like, just buy anything. We can make it up right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, sure it's in the, I'm sure it's in our point. I'm sure we can go back to the point of sale system and download it. <laughs> but no, we don't know it. All right. Oh, well, that's you know, <laughs> just, lost, yeah. lost the history. <laughs> oh, well. So uh, another one of the reasons why we're here tonight, because you've been around for a while now and you're getting bigger and you're participating now in one of the upcoming beer fests. And you've been participating. How long have you been participating in beer fest, though? Because I know that's something that uh, not every brewer is a part of because of you know size limitations. But you guys are right there now. We see it. We've seen you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we actually started before we opened as, as you know opened our doors to the public. Um, we were brewing, um, not always necessarily on our system here, but like on our pilot system, mm-hmm. and we would uh, probably. I can't remember the first one we did as Allegheny City Brewing. It might have been at Penn. Penn did like, yeah. I don't think they do it anymore, but it was like the last one that they were going to do was like a year before we opened. And I remember being at that one. Yeah, um, yeah. that might have been first. I mean, we did some tastings here before yeah, we opened that weren't like, festivals, but they were mm-hmm. just like neighborhood kind of walk through, check out the space. But as far as festivals well, go, imbibe Northside. Imbibe Northside was, was one. Like uh, Spring Hill Brewing, that recently opened. Mm-hmm. Um, More Streets Brewery and us um, and, and Penn. Yeah. And I'm much. I think Wiggle, Wiggle been was there, there for the first, first year. Um, but that was before all three of us um, had opened our doors, and that was that drew a lot of like attention, and that was like a really cool thing to be a part of. I think that probably was like our first uh, real step into all right. Well, let's, let's bring our yeah. <laughs> let's bring it out to the world. Yeah. Well, yeah, and now with like the proliferation of beer festivals, I mean, there's so many of them. Oh yeah, yeah. It's something actually we meet about pretty much on a weekly basis. We always get emails and letters, and we want to. We like to participate in festivals, um, but given our size and mm-hmm. and and inventory, we can only do so many. Um, so yeah. we do the ones that we kind of align with really care about either are raising money for a cause that we care about or are just really fun for us to be at you know so (laughs) admittedly that as purely participants we've kind of developed that system as well where we've you know cut out six or seven or eight that we really like to support or really enjoy and all the other ones just kind of go off to the side Uh, because like you said there's so many nowadays 
Uh, you could go to one every weekend if you, you wanted to. Yeah. All right. But with that in mind, the next one you guys are participating in is the uh, Fresh Fest. Yep. Down at Nova Place now. Yeah. They, moved, oh, they yeah. just moved. They moved. It's growing up to 37 breweries now. Yeah, 37 breweries and 20 collabs. Yeah, That's yeah, fantastic. Yeah, definitely good news for them. Yeah. And uh, that's kind of one of the reasons why we're here, and that's why Dennis is here as yeah, well, absolutely. because Dennis is collabing with Allegheny City on a beer. Absolutely. My company, uh, First at Brew Box, when we found out we were working with Allegheny City Brewing for this uh, Fresh Fest, we were really excited because we worked with them professionally before. We've actually had our wedding reception here. It's one of our favorite breweries um, that we've ever been to. Good family feel, community feel. Um, everything along those lines, but with this upcoming Fresh Fest, we are brewing a black IPA, which I'm really excited for. Um, had me down at the brewery that was last Monday, not this past one, not yeah. yesterday, but the Monday prior. And man, I, <laughs> I haven't, it definitely reminded me, I haven't been to the gym in a long time. Because <laughs> we were definitely doing a lot of work. It was a good experience for me, especially uh, for my home brewing skills and to see what that looks like when you scale up and behind the scenes. So I really like it. So this Fresh Fest is definitely going to be a big, uh, big success. And Day reminded me that it's an actual contest, which I don't know if you guys saw that or not. Uh, the brewery gets a whiskey barrel, which you guys can always use more of those. And uh, the collaborator, I think we get a cool craft beer gift basket, which I'll find a good home for that inside of my stomach. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely pretty pumped for a lot of great experiences. And they're having a lot of um, breweries from all over the country. The festival's point is to highlight the lack of diversity in the craft beer scene. So they're teaming up with a lot of um, breweries, with uh, black companies to collab on beers. They're having a lot of uh, unique black owned uh, breweries from, I know Brooklyn, Jersey, a lot of places around here that I never heard of, I never saw. And they wanna get everyone together to really spark and see what they can create. So I think that's gonna be the big thing with this festival. And I know that everyone's gonna see a lot of stuff that they've never saw before. I, I'm excited for it. I, like you just mentioned, Dennis, I'm interested in all the breweries that are coming from all over the country. Right. Cause like you said, there's uh, there's one from Harlem. Uh, I believe there's another from Ohio coming in. And there's one from uh, New Orleans. But then on top of that, there's also the collaboration beers between right. like the black artists and business owners mm -hmm. with the local breweries. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm pumped for it. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a lot of good beer. You guys are going to be able to make it, right? Yeah, I'm available. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, if you guys could just uh, take a moment to speak to like the collaboration process. Because I, I, I don't think we've ever talked to anybody who's actually collaborated with I don't think yeah. we have. Yeah, so I think this is a new interesting thing to me. Sure. Obviously, Dennis had already mentioned how he got reminded he hasn't been to the gym, so you obviously <laughs> don't... <laughs> You obviously don't let people sandbag when they come in. <laughs> oh, and I think a couple of times Al even asked me, hey, man, let me take over. But I was just so excited and so pumped. That I, I was like, no. At one point, I think that was fell in somewhere. But it, was, it was a lot of fun. That's full commitment. That's full commitment. <laughs> I mean, honestly, the, the bigger part probably is the stuff before Brew Day, you know, is all the preparation, mm -hmm. recipe development, concept development stuff. And so, yeah, I started with just um, – I was having Dennis and Sammy down one day and we just sat around this same table we're at now and just the, the, the five of us and said like, what do we want to brew? And uh, we kind of like left that more up to Dennis and Sammy to like for the lead on that side. 
and we develop recipes every week and you know we we develop like kind of curate our board based on what sells here so like we wanted to kind of have let them kind of take the lead from that direction we talked about a few different styles a few different ideas and kind of collectively decided on the black ipa route um and then from there it was kind of a couple things um typically once we decide on a concept, Matt or I will take the lead on developing a recipe. This time, we kind of both developed our own recipes separate from one another, and, and they ended up being very similar. So that was kind of comforting to know that like, <laughs> we were kind of in the same ballpark right. with what we wanted to do. And, and, we, and we shared it with Dennis, and um, at the same time, he had done a, a homebrew of Black IPA. Okay. So um, he brought us some samples of that down, and we were able to sample those as well. And that was kind of able to kind of, kind of work in conjunction with the recipe that we developed. So yeah, so we did some work over the course of, I don't know, four or six weeks before actual brew day, just email meeting and emailing, tinkering back and forth with ideas, grain bill, hot bill, what yeast we want to use. And we thought we, we think we did something pretty unique um, and, and we were happy with how it turned out. So the three of us, Amy, Matt and I, professional brewers, were here at 7.30 in the morning to brew. Dennis rolled in like fashionably late. <laughs> <laughs> About 9.30, but I did bring donuts. He did bring I donuts. I know what to do if he you're late. He brought donuts and beer and he jumped right in. Now I'm just joking, but um, so he, uh, you know, so we brewed, just brewed during the day. Um, you know, there's, there's like, again, we, you know, we brew every week. And so it was, we knew like, we tried to make opportunities for our collaboration partner, Dennis and Sam, to be able to kind of jump in and do some stuff. And there's really nothing so challenging that like anybody couldn't do it. But there are safety concerns you right. know, that we want to make sure that no one's going to get burned. There's no chemical issues, something like that. So we just want to make sure that it was going to run smooth and it ran super smooth. Uh, we wrapped up regular time, put it back in the fermenter, and it's just wrapping up fermentation now. Uh, we'll be transferring it to the conditioning tank tomorrow. Oh, yeah. And uh, it'll be in. I'll be back down with some bombs. It'll be in kegs and <laughs> uh, plenty of time for the festival. So it's actually, it'll, it, it very well could end up. Uh, the The idea was to make it like a, a little bit bigger of, a, of an IPA, a little bigger of a beer. Mm -hmm. So it, it might be on right on that threshold of like a double black IPA. Oh, cool. um, so yeah, now the next, the, the big real, the real big challenge we still have left is a name. So we need to figure out a name. <laughs> um, but the beer part's done, and in a way. Super smooth. It was a lot of fun. Cool. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely learned tons of tons of stuff. Like I said, taking what I know from homebrewing and seeing how it scales up, and seeing how in the brew house, not only do you know how, have to know how to brew, but you have to be an engineer oh, all yeah. at the same time. Because <laughs> I saw a lot of engineering. <laughs> awesome. Well, uh, anybody listening, if you want to check that out, you'll be able to check it out at Freshfest August 11th. Yes. Yes. Yeah, I almost said October like an idiot, and I know, I know what day it is. Yeah, exactly. I was thinking about brutal. <laughs> but yeah, August 11th at Nova Place, and uh, yeah, you guys will be there. Easton will be there, and then like you said, Tons. there's going to be I believe it's Black Frog, Cajun Fire, Harlem Brewing, Harris Family. Uh, those are all the breweries not from Pittsburgh that are coming in that are uh, black owned, and it's uh, being presented by the Drinking Partners podcast. Yep. So, with that in mind, we have the opportunity to give away a ticket. Woo -woo. Yeah. <laughs> if you're uh, following us on Twitter, you'll be all you have to do is DM us the phrase "Black IPA" in re representing, you know, the brew yep. <laughs> that you guys will be uh, presenting there. So, yeah, just DM us the phrase "Black IPA" and retweet the tweet, and we'll pick a winner on Wednesday the eighth, and you'll be able to go to Fresh Fest. On a uh, advance, I believe it's a seventy dollar valued ticket. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, it is. That's so, really awesome. So yeah, uh, get in contact with us, and uh, maybe you can be that lucky person to try the black IPA by 
uh, Dennis and ACB. And I'll even throw awesome. something else. Uh, if you win and you go to the ACB tent, you can shake people's hands there. Yeah. <laughs> no don't, don't give things away. <laughs> we don't want to touch people. Tell you don't know that. <laughs> High fives all around. Oh, only tell shaking them. hands, no kissing babies. Just tell them, babies. tell them Steve sent you. <laughs> We don't have the black IPA with us today, we do though. Not, which is unfortunate. But we did have a beer called Woo, and that's a New England-style IPA. Yes. So what did everybody think of this? I thoroughly enjoyed it. Adam? Well, that was a really quick review. Yeah, I don't... <laughs> I like I'm it. not the one people are interested in hearing. They know I like IPAs. <laughs> I, I am usually the dissenting vote, but on this case, I will say it is a, a very refreshing beer for the style. I, I like that it has those good tropical notes to it. Uh, I won't use the word pillowy. I feel that's a bit played out. <laughs> <laughs> so 90s. <laughs> so 2000 and late. But it is... It, I, I like the beer for the style, and I, and I think people that enjoy the style will really like it. I think it is is definitely in the upper echelon of that style. Dennis, any thoughts? Well, you guys hit the nail around the head there. It's definitely very crushable, uh, good on hot weather days, cold weather days, any weather days, you can definitely dip into a uh, beer named Woo. Right on. Cool. Well, I think uh, we're about ready to wrap this segment up, and we'll come right back with segment two and more from ACV. Check this out. There's a Seattle company called Devor that enables discovery of new and exciting beers and breweries. Devor gets the best independent beer from literally around the world. Denmark, New Zealand, Belgium, and of course, everywhere in the US. The app is incredibly simple to use to get some ridiculously good beers delivered right to your door. And right now, anyone who signs up with the code HOPNATION can save $10 off their order of over $25. That's T-A-V-O-U-R dot com, Tavor. Hop Nation, <laughs> welcome back. We are live at Allegheny City Brewing, or ACB for those in the know. The cool kids, they all say ACB. That's right, and Steve. That's right. <laughs> and Steve. <laughs> I see what you did there. You like that. You like that. So we are back. We're going to jump right into the second beer here. So we're going to turn it back over to the, the guys at ACB, since we're cool in the know. Uh, what is the second beer? What are we drinking? What's its story? So the beer is called Desert Solitaire. It's a brute IPA. It's a style that's really relatively new anywhere, but specifically to this part of the country. Um, it kind of started last fall in San Francisco. And it's kind of um, the West Coast's response. Some people will say it's the West Coast response to the New England style IPA. But what it really is, is a new, it's, it's an IPA that um, finishes very dry. Uh, you use a kind of a, a brute yeast, brute being champagne, mm -hmm. and, uh, and some enzymes um, as well to kind of give it a very dry finish. Honestly, because it's so new, there's really not a whole lot of rules it's about like what the style is. Yeah, still very much up for interpretation. Uh, but it was something that we started reading about a while back, hearing about from other cities, especially on the West Coast, and then talked to a few other local breweries here that were kind of working on their own recipes and decided to give it a try as well. So Matt can talk a little bit about the name and a little bit more about the, the hop, you know, why we chose the hops we did, but it's got a, a Zaka and Enigma hops. It's a medium style ABV, it's 5.2% alcohol. But it finished super low. So like those that know brewing, it finished at like a gravity of zero. And oh, so wow. there's no okay. like real residual sugar mm -hmm. left over. 
Um, we treated the hops very much how we would treat hops in a New England IPA, late hop additions and dry hop additions. We used a clean American yeast, but we added um, a couple different versions of a, uh, how do you say, Amelie's um, enzyme, Amelie's enzyme. There's three different versions of it. Uh, we used two of them, and we used them both in the mash and in the, the, the secondary fermentation, the final fermentation, to kind of dry it out. Um, so, I mean, in my opinion, it kind of, the first sip, you get a little bit of like, oh, this is an IPA, a little bit of sweetness, a little bit of hops, and on kind of successive sips, it, it starts getting drier. So, um, but, but the name, the Brute IPA name is kind of named after Brute Champagne being a very dry finishing beer. It's something we're starting to see more and more breweries in this region and all around do. So again, we wanted to try our hand at it. We're real happy with how it turned out for the first run, especially. Um, I don't imagine the dad, but the name Desert Solitaire was something that he came up with as well. Yeah, it's definitely just like an, our interpretation of what the style should be. Not should be, but you know, we kind of got some information about what other breweries were doing and we kind of just uh, formulated what, what we're doing at the time and kind of uh, came up with our own recipe for it. And the name is based on an Edward Abbey book, uh, Desert Solitaire. I spent a lot of years out west and read a lot of his books and uh, he's just very inspiring. And uh, the book was about his time in Arches and Canyonlands National Park in Utah, which uh, we've all actually spent a lot of time um, in that area and in the Moab, Utah area. So um, we just thought with the dryness of it and desert and the name and kind of the literature background mm. um, that we all have that, that it was a fitting name, so. Yeah. Very cool. I'm, get, I'm getting there's a lot of culture among this group. The Johnny Cash songs, uh, <laughs> Ric Flair. Ric Flair, yeah, pro wrestling and, uh, and literature. Names are very tough to figure out for us. There's been days that we open at 5 and it's 4.55 and there's people outside and we don't have a name on it. <laughs> but that said, every single name of a beer we've done has a reason behind it. It's mm -hmm. not just randomly thought of like, oh, that sounds cool. Or there's, you know, alliteration to it. It's there's a, there's a story and reason behind everyone, be it history, be it something we personally care about, whatever. And they don't, I mean, usually you have to, we need to tell you the story for you to understand it because it's not obvious on the board, <laughs> right. but it means something to us. Right. And, so, and then, you know, if you're a regular and you get, get here enough times, you start knowing that there's a reading behind it. So people do come in and ask the stories, but we do put a, thought, a lot of thought into the names, even if it's painful sometimes. <laughs> sometimes like a one-off beer or like a barrel-aged beer is, that's even more difficult because it's only gonna be on for a short time, um, you know, a week or two. Yeah. And uh, so yeah, it's fleeting, but it's, we still try to put, hmm. a, put a good name Give to consideration it. Still very it. important. Yeah. Cool. So I think it's a, it's time we get back to this one, the, the Desert Solitaire? Yeah. Okay. And again, I think you'll find, I mean, at least for me and my palate, the first sip, you get a little bit of sweetness right up front and it just tastes like kind of like an IPA. Two or three sips later, I think you'll really start to feel like that, the dryness on your tongue. Mm -hmm. um, and, and that's kind of the point behind it. So yeah, it's... And who's to say what the style's supposed to be because right. it's not even a... Right, it's not, the it's not even an established style, yeah, so... Yeah, I, I was, I was going to say, like, we had our first brute on uh, episode 68 go back and listen to it with uh, uh with meg evans down at rock bottom and her unchanged ipa uh and that was also a brute and she also spoke about how she added amylase to the secondary f fermentation and like you said 
hers came out at a negative Play-Doh. Yeah. From <laughs> you know, yeah. just no more sugar left. Nice and watery. That's crazy. Uh, but yeah, on the look, this one's a little bit different from that one. It's a lot lighter. It is. Uh, and it, it, it's more cloudy. It's mm-hmm. more hazy mm-hmm. than uh, what hers was. So yeah, at that point you're saying like there's no definition of the style yet. So yeah, it's kind of hard to tell what clarity is supposed to be and what. Uh, right. So yeah. with that, we can say that this is a perfect representation. <laughs> of the style. <laughs> <laughs> and they, the haze comes from you know dry hopping and mm-hmm. you know, during active fermentation. The only real rule to the style at this point is dry. You know, it's, yeah, it's finishing you... like right around zero. Mm-hmm. Um, other, I mean, not that you want to have to make a, a, a brute stout, but. You know, as far as like grain bill, hop utilization, water treatment, things like that, I think that's all still up for interpretation. That's what kind of makes it fun, you know? Right. I know there's some other local breweries that have done big versions of the imperial versions of it, you know, seven, eight, nine percent. We just wanted to go decidedly kind of like more modest to kind right. of let it be crisp and clean and dry. And, but it's to each their own, you know? So yeah. That is what we almost had to be careful about not having a really big grain bill um, because we knew it would finish at a lower gravity. Um, which would hence be a higher alcohol. So we didn't want it to be too high in alcohol. So we had yeah. to kind of make sure we took that into consideration when we came up with the recipe. So on, on the nose, I will say that it's kind of got that, that same fruity notes to it, not nearly as pronounced as the first one. Right. And you said you used uh, Zaka hops and... Enigma. Enigma, okay. Yeah. yeah, I'm not too familiar with the Enigma, so I... <laughs> It's a bit of a puzzle to me. Well, you see, hey, oh. <laughs> I see. Oh man, Adam almost fell for it. <laughs> I was this close. You win this round. It so, definitely smells like a lighter New England style up front. When that, mm-hmm. you know, on the nose, as you drink it, you know, I'll do it live action. <laughs> I'll do it live. Live to tape. Well, it's not even tape. What yeah, you get 60? a tiny bit of that New England um, IPA up front, but then, like you guys said, it vanishes mm-hmm. to a, a nice dry finish. Uh, yeah. This is actually one of my first brutes I've ever had. So this is a new style to me. I can dig it. This, especially a lower ABV, it seems like something I can have, you know, go outside, cut the grass, come in, pull out the growler and have some of it for sure. Yeah, there's definitely something really summertime on the nose and then... Like when I'm drinking it, it, it's very much similar to Meg Evans's, you know, Unchanged, mm-hmm. that it just terminates. Mm-hmm. With, you know, it, it doesn't yeah. linger. There's no like long, bitter aftertaste. It clean. just. Clean. Yeah. That's fun. Yeah. Just gets the hell out of the way. Yeah, it's just clean. That's all it is. Yeah, real good. I like it. So, I, I'm enjoying this style. <laughs> I'm, I'm seeing that because your glass is almost empty already. I know. We haven't even got into the segment yet. <laughs> oh, we weren't supposed to finish him? <laughs> <laughs> eh, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> So, have you guys had a lot of brute style beers, or uh, personally, I've only had the ones that have been done locally. The few that have been done locally, um, I haven't had uh, any of the California versions or places that are starting to pop up throughout the country. So, my only frame of reference is what we had read, and the few that have been done by you know by Meg, by Couch, by Hitchhiker. I think those are the three that I'm aware of that have been okay. done so far. And yeah. East End's actually releasing one this weekend. So they're, they're going to be continue to pop up, but okay. I had very limited experience with them so before. So you think this has the potential of kind of taking over some of the fame from the New England style IPAs? I don't know. No. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I just don't, I don't know. You know, it's, if you could, uh, yeah, it's if like, you could predict the next big trend in beer, you, you we'd be burning tomorrow. You could make a lot. <laughs> you heard it here first. Root style, <laughs> take it over. 2018. All right then. Well, I believe we can uh, move on from this 
taking over style, the number one style <laughs> in America, the brewed IPA. <laughs> uh, but let's get back into uh, Allegheny City Brewing and uh, everything that makes them tick and things that are going on with them. Recently, the uh, Pittsburgh Brewers Guild has announced their kind of grand unveiling. Is yes. that what you would call it? <laughs> uh, we're calling it a release uh, event, release party. Okay. Um, okay. But yeah, yeah. It's, it's our unveiling. Uh, the, the, the group is organized and here's who we are event, yes. So uh, why don't you just speak to the event? It's, again, at Nova Place. <laughs> sure. Sure. Uh, but August 29th, you'll be unveiling the Pittsburgh Brewer's Guide, both in physical and web form. Yeah, it's actually August 24th. Um, but yeah, it is at Nova Place. Uh, I think there are 500 tickets for sale. Um, I don't have a current status update as far as how many are left, but I know they've, they've been selling fast since they went on sale uh, last Thursday. But really what the, the, the Brewer's Guild is, is uh, kind of a, a, a group that represents any brewery in Allegheny County that wants to participate. It represents our collective interests as a beer culture in Pittsburgh. Um, you know, it was formed last November. Uh, there, you know, I think of the, uh, the numbers are always creeping up, but I think of the 31 or plus or minus breweries in the county, 29 are members. And, and they became members in short order. But time, between the fine, time we were formed in November and the end of last year, everyone was on board because I think everyone saw, A, it's awesome to collaborate with our other friends and peers that we respect, and B, there's an opportunity and a need to kind of create this and, and develop this craft beer culture in Pittsburgh. Fortunate enough to be on the board, there's uh, six different breweries represented on the board. So we meet, the board meets monthly, the, the, the whole group meets quarterly, um, all member meeting, and we talk about what we're trying to accomplish, but the, the mission is largely to kind of uh, represent the interests of all of the breweries in the county and really kind of develop the craft beer culture in Pittsburgh. So it's kind of two-pronged, really, and I don't want to keep talking, but it's... Uh, no, no, fine. It, you know, <laughs> it, it's really for... Um, so, like, we kind of look at it like two things. Like, there's people that live in western Pennsylvania that go to a lot of the breweries, and how can we kind of create a better experience for them? And then there's people that fly into Pittsburgh International Airport, take a bus in, take a train in, drive into town, and say, like, I'm in Pittsburgh, I want to check out some breweries, where do I go? Um, and so it's kind of those, those two problems. We're working with Visit Pittsburgh, we're working with some other groups. We were fortunate to get a grant through the state to help us kind of get some funding to get off the ground. And this uh, release party, this unveiling party on the 24th is going to be to launch the website, which has some really super cool features um, to create your own customized ale trails, optimized for directions and where you're at, and are they dog-friendly, kid-friendly, do they have food, all really cool stuff, as well as um, a print passport, which uh, is like a, a, basically looks like a passport. It's a really nice finish, really cool design a two-page spread for every brewery and if you kind of can hit every brewery through the course of a year and get your your passport stamped you get like some really nice prizes at the end of the year so oh, that's awesome. there's a two-pronged thing one is like the, the web-based thing that everyone can use but it's really built for like i'm new to town or i want to go hit six new brewer six say two new breweries <laughs> this weekend uh what's the best what's the best route to take uh, and then the passport is honestly more for people that live here because you're not going to hit 30 breweries in the course of two days if you're just here for the right. weekend. Those are under development. Those are almost done. The, the board's done a great job, and, the, and the, the group has done a great job to get that going. And to really announce that, to really kind of launch that, we're having a, a release party on the 24th and Never Place. So with that, all the breweries that are members, I think there are 29 participating, decided to do three brewery team collabs. 
So there will be 10 collaboration beers at this festival that are brewed by, picked names out of a hat breweries, you know, teams of three. And there weren't any rules on style, on use, on grain to use, hops to use. It's just teams of three get together, Come on, host it, figure it out, do something fun. That's cool. And uh, all, yeah, the brew, all the beers have been done. Uh, we're, we're excited about our beer. Um, and I've talked to some of the other breweries, and like they're all like in tanks right now and getting ready to go. So there'll be 10 beers that you can't get anywhere else in the city released that night. And then the, they, they will be released the next day at the breweries that participated in them in the event but only there like they right, might be right. distributed like through bars or you know other places because the idea is to drive people to tap room yeah, yeah. and it's right. very limited releases it's like you know a few barrels of brew for each we didn't do big runs of anything so so the event itself should be super cool it's going to be friday night from six to ten i think idea being it's just like a nice date night a nice night for, for your friends it's not going to be a big crazy festival right, yeah. that you're drinking. it's not all day one to kind of keep it pretty mellow so you can really appreciate the 10 beers you're going to try nice eight ounce pours everyone that attends gets some souvenir glassware to take home um the the, the guide itself there's t-shirts just a lot of cool stuff but it's uh it's the culmination of the launch of the brewers guild has formed we've got a website we've got a passport and we've got collaboration beers we want everyone to celebrate it. Awesome. So just out of curiosity, who is Allegheny City uh, teamed up with? Uh, Strange Roots. Oh, very nice. Oh, yeah. That's cool. Yeah. And can you announce what you brewed or? I don't know. I think. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I, know, I know. I know. We had that question in the last segment, so I don't. Wanna, yeah, I don't um, want to push it. <laughs> I don't. I know that. I think the, the the guild collectively kind of wants to announce the beers. Okay. With like in a plan of the beer, so we okay. have our beer figured out. But I think that's going to be something that maybe your listeners should uh, hang on to and check back on social media. Cliffhanger. Yeah. yeah, yeah, like yeah. That. Figure, what, done. figure out they are a little closer to the event. So, But we're excited about it, I'll tell you that much. And it's something that would be something you would think Strange Roots would be a part of. Okay. Gotcha. Oh, yeah, okay. Got it. Nailed it. Yep. <laughs> cool, cool, cool. We had some questions. We've had some questions in the past about Pittsburgh Brewers Guild. Um, one of them being is, you mentioned how it's mostly inclusive of Allegheny City. And we like Alleg- the- uh, Allegheny County. Yeah, Allegheny County. God damn. <laughs> uh, it's only Allegheny City. <laughs> Allegheny City is a part of Allegheny County. <laughs> it sure is. It's an enigma. <laughs> but, uh, but with the breweries in Allegheny County, is there anybody who's kind of an outlier on the outside? Uh, like how does, like somebody like Shoe Brew or people in Butler, do they have any say or any input? No, I, mean, I think in general, the, you know, most of the breweries talk routinely, collaboratively with the breweries in Westmoreland County, Butler County, elsewhere. But when we first met and formed the guild, there were a lot of conversations about those types of questions. Mm-hmm. The geography, do we have uh, sponsorship of opportunities for think people that aren't brewers. What about mead makers and wine makers? And right. and honestly, where we kind of landed was like, especially at least to start, let's just kind of like put a bow around this thing and create some structure. And so the the rules at this point are, you have to be a brewery legally producing beer and selling it over your bar, you know, over your tap room or selling it to the public on some legal level. Uh, in Allegheny County. Okay. Okay. So, I mean, if you're if you're located within Allegheny County, if you're brewing beer within Allegheny County, and if you're selling beer from your brewery, kind of those are the stipulations. So, you know, like people that are that have breweries in progress in the county, people that are in surrounding counties, people that are making mead, that we want to work with all those people too. But we had to kind of 
right. create some sort of structure yeah, yeah. and get it started just somewhere. And, and so that was kind of the criteria that we established. To, you know, you have to have your G license with the state. You have to be producing beer. You have to be selling beer, and you have to be within the county. So it was kind of a common sense approach of. You're making beer. You're yeah. selling it. You're in the county. Right. And it's, yeah, it's yeah. no slight on any other partner geographically, you know, uh, alcohol style, mead, yeah. wine, spirits, whatever. It was just like, we want to represent the breweries in the county. Pittsburgh, you know, we, we call ourselves Pittsburgh, but within the county. Mm. And let's start here and see where right. we go. Uh, quick question. Does Southern Tier fall into that? Yeah. Because, okay. I just, it's just one of those things that we were debating back and forth between ourselves because they are a New York brewery, but the the tap room down here does brew. Right. So, yeah, Allegheny, so yeah. Again, so. those are like, they're, they're, there's the, like the few rules that are, that kind of really take care of all those questions. And it's, they do have a G license with the state. Like they, mm-hmm. they, they manufacture beer within Allegheny County. They okay. sell it out of their, out of their brewery, out of their tap room. And they're uh, they're within Allegheny County. Okay. So yeah, 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 so they're, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, absolutely. Cool. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Real simple. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, it, it, it made it. We wanted like a pretty clean line yeah. delineation, so there wasn't any confusion over it. So yeah. If a new brewery comes along, say say spring of 2019, they come mm-hmm. along and they they meet all the criteria. How are they able to to get involved in the guild? What's what's the process right. for that? So we want and, and we do have conversations with the brewers in development. Um, uh, we want them all to be involved. The there's kind of two pieces. One, you can join whenever you want if you're uh, like a new brewery, but again, you can't join until you are meeting the criteria that you're a, a functioning brewery mm-hmm. um, in Allegheny County. But once you are, you can join, and then at that point, you get added to all the the web based stuff. Like you know, you get on the the ale trails and the, the searches and the logos and all that on the website. The, the other piece with the passport is we do plan this to be a multi year. Like we, we plan to print it every year. Okay. And so there's a cutoff date. That cutoff date for 2018 has now passed. So for the 2019 iteration, though, any brewery that would join between now and early 2019 would be included in the 2019 version of the, the, the physically printed passport. Okay. Yeah. So awesome. So yeah, you get your member benefits right away if you join. But there is a once a year printing that there's a cutoff period for. Right. Yeah, because yeah. you can't be printing off new passports every six weeks. Right. That's just right. prohibitive. Right. Oh, yeah, that would be insane. Yeah. <laughs> Another question I had, it's more about like kind of the the representation of Allegheny County and the Pittsburgh Brewers is it seems like this was formed as a way to give us more of a voice perhaps, or maybe even just consolidate that voice when it comes to, like, if there's any kind of legislation or anything, is there somebody who's nominated to go represent the Pittsburgh Brewers if an issue were to come up? Uh, I, I think there's probably a couple ways to answer that. I mean, so, like, the, the Guild really, you know, the purpose, like I said, is to, like, kind of create a collective voice for the breweries in Allegheny County, to drive people to our tap rooms, to have people drink our beer. And one of the big kind of rallying cries was, like, Pittsburgh's producing Allegheny County some of the some world class beers, some of the best beers in the country right mm-hmm. now. Um, we there's no reason why we're not on par with some of the other beer cities you think of as beer tourism destinations. We just haven't really ever done a, an effort, create an effort to to create that package and put that word out there. Right. You know, and in ten years ago, five years ago, there weren't that many breweries mm-hmm. here. There were there were some some really good ones, but now there's thirty plus breweries here. There's no like there there, there needs to be a collective voice to say like, hey, we're here. We're Pittsburgh, we're great craft beer. Like come tour Pittsburgh. You want to take a craft beer destination, vacation, come to Pittsburgh. And that's kind of one of the things that we're really trying to drive is drive people to our tap rooms and drink our craft beer 
both locally and, and as, as tourism. Um, I think if an issue came up on like a legislative lobbying issue, the, the, you know, the, the, it may make its way to the guild, but there are other groups um, within Pittsburgh and around the state that kind of more re better represent that group. We're more for like a marketing kind of uh, just like collaboration kind of group. You know, there's the, the MBAA, Master Brewer Association of America just recently formed the Pittsburgh chapter, which focuses on the technical side of brewing, mm -hmm. like brewing skills, right. like quality beer. Okay. And then there's the BOP, the Brewers of Pennsylvania, that represents the brewer's interest, lobbying, legislative, and other okay. with the state. And so that would probably more fall to them. We work in collaboration with both of those groups. In fact, most of our members are members of all three right, groups. Right, right, right. Um, but the Guild is really more focused on kind of like just creating this culture of craft beer collaboration and getting people to know Pittsburgh's a great place to drink craft beer. Okay. Yeah, I was, I was just, that was just something I was, yeah, again, right. curious about. Like, sure. like, is it something that where, like, Philly had, like, a voice, so it's like maybe we should have had a voice in, like, the legislation of things, yeah. but yeah. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's more like the BOP, not to get into that, the Brewers of Pennsylvania, and it's like they represent kind of statewide, and there's representation on their membership and board from all over the state. You know, okay. people from Pittsburgh, people from Philly, Harrisburg, Erie, wherever. Cool. And so they're they're doing things with the state to try to make the, the business environment better for craft brewers around the state. Is the website up and running now? The website is up. We, we, we kind of launched it with just a landing page. We now have added like a page for tickets for the event, um, but it will be, so like there, there is a website and it's got a landing page. It will be launched the night of the release party. Okay. Yeah, so right. it'll be live that day. Awesome, okay. I'm gonna have to get some tickets now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds really cool. I guess I was a little confused as to what all it would entail. I guess I didn't read that about all the different collaborations. Yeah, there'll be 10 collabs and you'll take two, a couple of different cool pieces of glass for home. One of them boxed, one of them that you'll be drinking Ooh. out of that night. Ooh. Yeah, there's gonna be some really, really cool stuff. It's well worth, well worth the money. Food trucks, the DJ, all sorts of stuff. So. scope it out. If there's anything left over, yeah. I might be sending it out to all the brew box customers. <laughs> <laughs> So just out of curiosity, what what are the price of tickets? I don't I don't believe we covered that. No, we didn't. Fifty five. Really, the fifty five. That yeah. includes all kind of processing fees and all that. Okay. And we talked about kind of a VIP level or whatever, but it's there's just a base price, uh, the base kind of entry, and six hundred or five hundred tickets. I, I believe is the max is is what we're selling right now. Mm -hmm. And again, food trucks on one end. DJ on the other, the beer vendors, the, the 10 collab teams run around the outside, and it'll be right in the outside area, the grassy area, a courtyard area at Nova Place. So it sounds like every ticket is a VIP ticket. Every ticket is a VIP. <laughs> Honestly, there will, I mean, all the brewers will be represented. There'll be like, you know, the idea is to get to know, to talk to the brewers, talk about what inspired the recipe, mm -hmm. to see how the collab came together. That's, that's what the purpose of this whole thing is, and to launch hmm. the passport and the website, the guides. Right on. Yeah, that's cool. I I didn't I personally didn't know that the passport involved fabulous prizes in the end. <laughs> I'm start I'm starting to get uh, Zeno's flashbacks from Penn State. <laughs> oh jeez, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's really exciting. Uh, I'm about that. Uh, I, I like Dennis. I may have to get tickets for it now. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> so don't say he okay yep. it. <laughs> it's either that or someone's going to need help pouring. <laughs> yeah. uh, but again, that's uh, August 24th, and. Everybody's looking forward to that, and then you can get on the website, start making your own little ale trail, and get it. <laughs> Maybe we're gonna have to make a Hop Nation ale trail. Yeah, I wonder if we can. Can we share something can like we do that? that? I'm sure we could. We'll not, figure it out. I'm not the technical guy on that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I'm sure we could. With that, 
let's get back to the brewed IPA. Everybody's glass is empty. The desert solitaire. <laughs> yeah, the desert solitaire. So that says it all right there that every glass on this table is empty. Yeah, every glass is empty. Again, this is something I really like. I like the emergence of this style, even though it hasn't completely sorted itself out. You know, as the what it's gonna, what its final form is gonna be. Right. But, but it's, it's, I, I like what it is. I like the direction that it's going, and that it is something different. Yeah. And I was gonna say I like that it, the two that we've had so far on the show, the the common theme seems to be one dry hopping and two finishing dry using the amylase. Yep. And like it's such a it's a refreshing beer when it comes out that way and it again it just cuts off. It's clean. There's no bitter or resinous aftertaste. It's just a real easy drinker. And it, it, it's not juicy like some of the New England styles. Right, are. and it also helps that the the uh, ABV on this one is is as Dennis would say, crushable. <laughs> quite quite crushable. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely agree with you guys. Um, like I said, this was the first brewed IPA I've ever had. And I think it's a great first beer. You know, you, you get done with your work day, you go out somewhere, it's a good first beer. But after the first one, I'm ready to get with a good solid stout or an IPA, <laughs> you know, kick it up a little bit. Cool, well, maybe we can do that in segment three. We'll see what happens. <laughs> that was a fine segue. Yeah, right? For Why'd you just interrupt it? <laughs> <laughs> I, don't we had Adam, I don't think Adam knows how segues work. <laughs> we, had, we had a clean out. <laughs> Not anymore. Let's make it dirty. Let's make it nasty. All right. We'll be back with segment three. We are fucking assholes and you're an asshole too. That is why we started up this podcast just for you. If you are offended, if we make you want to cry, you're the reason why we shout This guy. <laughs> Who invited this guy? I'm Danny T. I'm Eric. I'm Josh. And we are glad you're here with us right now because we would love to tell you more about our show, Potsy. Every week we tear down stuff that pisses us off in the world. We talk about a new topic every week, and Josh is going to tell you what those topics are. Anal leakage, scrotum shaving, colon cancer, midgets, mass murder of lightning bugs, fat people, alcohol abuse, genital warts, Eric farting, pissing into empty beer cans, constant crickets, road rage, full frontal nudity, circumcision, pedophile priests, and tinfoil hats. Woo! <laughs> so check us out on iTunes or Podbean. You can also check us out over on Instagram at WITGpod. And as always, go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself. Welcome back, Hop Nation. This is episode 71. This, of course, is the Evgeny Malkin episode. Uh, <laughs> so we'll, we'll make sure that he gets on the on the Twitter feed at some point in time throughout the week. I'm sure he'll appreciate that. Sure. Um, but we are. Yeah, yeah, we'll see how that goes. <laughs> A Gino retweet would be nice. That would be awesome. We would appreciate that. Uh, but we are live at Allegheny City Brewing here in Deutschtown uh, on the north side of Pittsburgh. Uh, we are about to jump into, I believe this is the staple beer for Allegheny City. Uh, this is the one that uh, most people know and love. I know for a fact that Dennis loves this oh, one. Oh, I love it. I can't uh, have enough of it. I put on my big boy pants this morning. <laughs> that's right. He came to play. The only pair that fit. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll, I'll kick it back over to the guys at Allegheny City. Uh, give a little bit of a history on this beer. Uh, what's, 
what's the word on this one? And uh, what gives? What's the story? That's all I want to know. There's all these stories with every single beer. I'm actually looking forward <laughs> yeah. to it. Yeah. I show up at 5 p.m. randomly and just story time at Allegheny City. <laughs> yeah, this is a recipe that's been developed um, in the last three years. I mean, we've been brewing this uh, on a smaller scale. Actually, I think the first iteration of it, we actually added coffee to it um, when we first opened. And we've done that in successive times after that. Um, but this is, uh, we, what we think is a really good, just really good base brown, brown ale. Um, and it's a style that I've always enjoyed just going back to college days. I mean, Newcastle was like the first uh, brown ale. I was like, wow, that's like something different from anything I've had before. And we weren't really, I, I, we weren't really going for anything specific. We just were going like by taste. Um, so each, uh, this is probably like the fifth or sixth time we brewed this uh, particular beer. I mean, each time we've tinkered with it uh, slightly, added just different malts, and we've we've stuck with the same yeast each time, um, and we're really happy with how uh, this latest version has turned out. And we named it Deutschland Braun, just seemed to, you know, we're obviously, it fits the neighborhood, and um, it's just kind of an homage to where we're at. Right on. So I uh, I have had this beer myself personally. Uh, so full disclosure, and I can already tell you that I like this beer. <laughs> and I think we all have, and we all do like this right, beer. Right, right. <laughs> but so for the people at home, <laughs> yes, yes, uh, it, it definitely has that classic brown uh, look to it. I would say, in comparison, uh, I'll do it this way. Go since, ahead. Since Matt brought up the Newcastle Brown, because that that is another beer that I also agree. That's something. It's one of the first Browns I've yeah, had. As same well. here. Same here. So I think I can do this in comparison to that. <laughs> I think this one's a bit darker. Mm-hmm. Uh, I agree. On the nose, it has a good bit of maltiness to it, and like you can smell those those malts just coming through. That it's going to have a bit of a caramel flavor, but when you do taste it. You don't just get malts and caramel. You get like there, there's a bit of a smokiness to it. Yeah. Can you tell me what that <laughs> what that is? Uh, is that or, or, is that, or is that proprietary secret? <laughs> you can you can say no. I don't care. I'm just <laughs> it's just. <laughs> I, I think it's probably just a combination of the yeast that we use. Um, I mean, we do use uh, it's probably eight or nine different malts that go into the batch. So it's a oh, wow. it's a more complex. Um, malt bill that uh, we would normally gravitate towards but and we, we tinker around with with some smoke profile sometimes i mean not necessarily so much on this one but um but we do like to kind of coax that we've got a smoky a lager right now we have a smoky porter on um so there are some yeast either like very heavy-handed smoke and there's some that are more subtle mm-hmm. um and then a lot of times just in conjunction with coffee and chocolate and malty profiles, you'll kind of pick up some of that peaty smokiness as well. Uh, so depending on the, the darker roast malts that you use, you can certainly pick up a little bit of that. And we try to be more subtle with that in this as opposed, compared to the, the smoky Balti, Balti Porter right. we have on right now. Mm. But it's, you know, it's, it's a little bit there. Yeah, it's not an over, it's not an actual smoked malt that we use. Right, right, right. Like, that, yeah. Just, it's just something that stuck out to me because it's like, like you said, it is subtle, it, mm-hmm. but it's still there, and it's like something I pick up on. It's just like I wondered how you did that because I knew you didn't put any of the actual smoke or right. you know coffee roast or anything like that into it. And in that way, I would say it's much more complex than the Newcastle Brown. Oh, without which, a doubt. <laughs> which I, I honestly can't drink that anymore. I don't think it's <laughs> weird how it's that more entry. I've been at it a while, mm-hmm. to be honest, but. Yeah, and we've we've worked on the color for a while. I think the first one we did was was a little darker even than this. Oh, wow. um, so we've tried to scale back, but not lose too much 
of the actual um, profile of the beer. I mean, we've really enjoyed the taste every iteration we've done of it, but we're happy with with, with how this turned out overall. Sure. Don't worry, you're not the only one. <laughs> <laughs> for me, this one this one is a perfect perfect drinker for for late summer, early fall. Where things are just starting to cool down, this is, I think, the absolute perfect beer for that. And I cannot wait for that time of year to come back down here and drink it again. <laughs> I agree with that. Yeah, this is one we, you know, um, try to have on uh, pretty regularly. There might be, with all our beers, I mean, we can't always have a beer on throughout the year, mm-hmm. um, just with our brewing schedule. But this is one we we have on as, as much as we can yeah, it's probably pretty, pretty regularly three or four that we try to almost always have on and this is one of them yeah well uh let's go to the uh complete fanboy <laughs> of the beer for his take <laughs> on the deutschland round there he is. absolutely so in my opinion this is this is what a brown ale should taste like full body good color good on the nose it's it's just so hard to explain if i can do an underground tunnel from ACB <laughs> to my house, run a pipeline, and just have this on tap there. I honestly would. I guess if I was a billionaire, that's where that's what I would try to do. And every every time I'm down here, and you guys have this on, I go ahead and dip into it. Been a big fan of it ever since it uh, debuted. Um, you guys started. This was one of the first beers that you guys had here, right? Sure. Yep. Yeah. You could probably just buy a keg of it. It'd be cheaper. Yeah. Than <laughs> hey, whatever. Yeah, but fresh. I want it fresh. Here's the thing. If he's a billionaire, he's going to run a tap line. <laughs> this is true. And so I figure out how to wirelessly transport beer. <laughs> Got to go with that. Did you say wirelessly? Yes. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. I mean, Tesla played around with wirelessly transmitting power. I mean, it didn't work out too well. But yeah. well, obvious, the obvious <laughs> next step. Wouldn't, wouldn't a pipeline? be wireless no 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 <laughs> maybe I mean, no no hardwired connection from a he, to b he would still need power in his house to you know run the tap yeah. and i'm sure you have to have like things along the pipeline <laughs> to boost it <laughs> you, you'd have to reboost it because you're eventually going to get attenuation pneumatics man it's fine yeah. anyway yeah, you do like some stations along the way yeah. right <laughs> no can't do it wirelessly transporting it messes with the taste <laughs> i think we have gone completely off the rails Absolutely. here well which is the first time tonight so we're actually doing really good <laughs> that's actually a very good point uh actually dennis i think you might want to get in contact with willy wonka he was uh working on wireless transmission of candy so <laughs> Then he was on to something. Yeah. Tell you the truth. <laughs> All right. Well, we're in the third segment, and as every third segment goes on the show, we're just going to have a little bit of fun. And this week is no different. We're going to do a trivia game. So I've devised. I like that word. Devised? <laughs> devised. Another one of your 50-cent words? Yes. Since we're down here at ACB, I've devised an ABC trivia game. Ooh. And the way this wor- game is going to work is I'm going to give you a name of a brewery. You're going to then add one to the first letter of that name and give me a beer starting with that letter. Well, so, for an example... From the, from the yes, an example, please. An origin of the word. Yes. <laughs> for an example, if I said Allegheny City Brewing, you could name back either a beer named Wu or their Buster Blonde, as they both start with B, one letter after A. So it has to be from the bird. Yes, it has to be from the brewery. So this is from the same brewery that you mentioned. I'm yes, sure glad this yes, from the, from the same brewery that I mentioned. Now so I will. <laughs> you guys will totally crush the other trivia games we do. You know, name different hops. Like obviously, yeah. you guys. So I see where Steve's going with this. He wanted I, I, to make it uh, kind of equal throughout. Right. 
all the contestants. <laughs> so I'll, I'll, I'll say I'll give you two points if you can name it without me giving you multiple choice. And I'll give you one point if you can name it oh, with... There's multiple choice. Uh, I'll, I'll give you done. multiple choice, yeah. I'll get one point. But, <laughs> but if you can get it after uh, without help, you get two points. I grade on a curve, so yeah. <laughs> that's how I live my life. So I figure we're, we'll split this... Uh, We'll split this up in the teams. We'll have Alan Matt take on Adam and Dennis. Bring How's it that on. sound? Bring it on. <laughs> All right. I concede. What's the prize? <laughs> What's the, prize? Uh, the prize is the pride and <laughs> in basically knowing local breweries. Oh, no more That's of fair. that uh, DVD. We don't, we no. don't get to get out that much. <laughs> no, it's not fair. It's not fair. <laughs> we never leave the brewery. Whoever <laughs> you win that Justin Bieber board game, which I'm ashamed, is <laughs> still up on the wall. I don't even know how it got here. People play it all the time. <laughs> it's like super duper. <laughs> Since we're guests here at ACB, I'll give them the chance. Do you want to go first or defer? Defer. <laughs> <laughs> you, you want to see us flounder first? I want to who's going to go since first. Since this I is a team, we, we're both going at the same time. You, yes. You it's got, not alternating, then you add points. Yes. De- Dennis and Adam, you guys can <laughs> confer with each other before you answer. Okay. This is you much know? better. Perhaps yeah. we could collaborate. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. That's a that's a very good point, Adam, because this is actually oh, based on breweries that are going to be at Fresh Fest. Ah, very nice. Okay. Yeah. Can I have that cheat sheet? <laughs> mm, sure. Oh, <laughs> I don't care. Never mind. It sounds like it's not going to help me. You gave that up way too easily. <laughs> yeah, you you have to name the beer from the brewery. That's not on the cheat sheet. You guys ready for your first one? Let's make it happen. Do it. All right, your first brewery. Is Grist House. Ah, that's an easy one. Yep, she went first. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys have a name of a beer from Grist House? Does that starting start with, with the starting with I forget what the names were. Starting oh, with an H. Oh, Hazedelic. There you go. There you go. That's my favorite beer from just there. that easy. <laughs> just, just just that, that easy. easy. Hazedel uh, juice grenade. Uh, you so can it all... has to go. So if it's G, it'll H. go H. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. He's got it. We also would have accepted hand cranked, hippie science, hop sensei. But to be fair, that's also a clue. So that way you know right. that your name actually starts with that following. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. All right, this is easier. Yeah. For, for you. <laughs> work through it in my head. Now, now, now that Dennis is caught up with the actual rules of the game. <laughs> no need to edit that out. I want everyone else to be along for the ride. He didn't know what he was doing, but he still got it right. <laughs> he got it. Pray, man. All right. Team Allegheny City Brewing. Mm-hmm. Yours <laughs> sound happier. <laughs> is coming from the Voodoo Brewing Company. I gotta think what letters after V. <laughs> well, that's part of the game. <laughs> <laughs> to, to be honest, I have to run through it <laughs> when I get there. What starts with W? That I don't, does. literally saw me finally get to the uh, letter. Uh, <laughs> that's when it happened. <laughs> oh, why? Wyoming is that? Do they do that? Yep. Yeah, why, yeah. Yep. Oh, good job. Wyoming's Big Brown. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Mm. Appropriate. Nice. <laughs> Story there. Cut that out. Yeah, based off the Primus song, Winona's Big Brown Beaver. Yeah, yeah. I had no idea it was a song name. Oh, well, now you know. Don't worry. Now you got that. Primus sucks. Shut up. You suck. <laughs> really? Primus. Yeah, Primus is great. You didn't get that? <laughs> no, no. I said Primus. That's kind of their thing. Nah. It's Primus. It's Primus yeah. sucks. Even if you're a fan, you just say that. Yeah. I'm not that much of a fan. I can, I can see that. <laughs> I have like one album. The, right, one, with John, uh, the one with John the Fisherman on it. Oh, That's all I got. Along. Yep. 
don't push. You're, you're up next, and I'm going to make it hard on you if you get pushy. No, no, just remember, I've always been nice. <laughs> so, uh, actually, your next one is coming from Dancing Gnome. I don't know this one. You don't know this one? I do not know this I one. I didn't think you would. Multiple choice. Yeah. You ready for multiple choice? Yes. All right. I you're... love Dancing Gnome, but I'm not a Dancing Gnome fanboy. Yeah, I don't right. got them all memorized. That's fine. You need Sam on this show for that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that is true. All right. Your choices are the Elysium IPA, the Effluvium IPA, oh, the Etch IPA, or the Easy Peasy IPA. Elysium. I'm positive. Ooh, can we steal? Yes, you can <laughs> steal. Not right? No, I'm not. I'm just asking. No, no. I'm asking this general question. Way to make me second guess. No, I'm so confident. No, no. I just didn't know the rules. You are the father. (laughs) 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 What? See, I'm gonna. Well, I'm going the Elysium. I really think it is. Are you sure you're not thinking of the Elysium Brewery? No, that's Elysian. Elysian versus Elysium. Yeah, Elysium would be the Matt Damon movie. I'm just thinking of all the. uh, Which was pretty good. It's all right. I don't know enough to argue, so... A movie? Okay. Let's make it happen. Wait, we start about the movie or the beer. <laughs> Both. Okay, that's fair. All right, so Elysium, IPA, yep, final answer. Going, final answer. All right, you're wrong. <laughs> Etch is the correct answer. But the thing here is, be confident. Make a decision. That's right. <laughs> Own that decision. Indecision kills more people. <laughs> so, for those keeping track at home, it is... <laughs> Three points for Team ACB to two points, Team Hop Nation so USA. We, do we get the Yes, you do get the next, answer. and you get the next question. Okay. Nice. Yeah. So your next one is Shoe Brew. Oh, so stealing is um, Yeah, stealing is how you win. <laughs> one of their Nintendo game theme songs or theme beers must be, start with a T, right? Tech Mobile? <laughs> <laughs> I don't now, know. okay, if you throw that as a final answer, I will, <laughs> I will give it to Adam and Dennis. <laughs> We're just joking. Um, or, yeah. Uh, you, I mean, you're ahead. You can drop down to the multiple choice pretty easy. You probably should, unless you have something. I got multiple choice. All right, choice. go into multiple choice. So your choices are the Top Down Shooter IPA, the Thai Chai, uh, Brown Chai Ale, the Time Splitters, which is time spelled T-H-Y-M-E, IPA, and the Tenacious Z. Those are all very confusing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like they exactly. could all be real. Yeah, yeah. I feel like the, yeah, the, yeah, the nice shot one is the one that I do too. resonates with me that it's something I might have heard before. Hmm, resonance. Sure. Let's go with that. Let's go in Tai Chai Brown Ale? Yeah. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> oh, steel. I so, think it's the last one. See, I was thinking it was the time splitter. Go with the Tai Chai. <laughs> <laughs> you can you also what? re-answer incorrectly. <laughs> you, can either, you can either win a boat or this mystery prize in the box. <laughs> Wait a second. But the one in the box could be a boat. Let's go with that one. Uh, Do you want to hear your choices again? Yeah. Yes, please. Within, just cut out the one that they got wrong. Right, right, right. Let's not waste our time. So you have, <laughs> you have the top-down shooter IPA. The Time Splitters, spelled like the herb, mm-hmm. IPA. Again, that's referencing, you know, video games. Mm-hmm. If you knew Time Splitters on the PlayStation 2, fantastic oh, game. And the Tenacious Z. That sounds familiar to me. Yeah, but you did that last time with the Elysium. I told you, I'm confident you were wrong. Z, Z, Z. Pick whichever one you see, I'm going to go with here. the Time Splitter. Oh. Yeah. You're going Time Splitter? I'm going Time Splitter. Dennis, agree? Yep. Should have went with Dennis's. Oh, <laughs> uh, sounded familiar. 
So no <laughs> points on that one. On all those big Facebook groups, I just see people posting stuff all the time. Sometimes it clicks. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Sometimes it doesn't. <laughs> Sometimes it don't. So again, scores are three Team ACB, two for Team Hop Nation USA. This is your chance to win. This is the last one. Oh. All right. Now, this one's going to be extra hard, though, because it's coming from a brewery that doesn't actually come out here, but it is still part of the Fresh Fest. This is coming from Black Frog out of Holland, Ohio. Okay. I literally so have no idea. It starts with a C. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No idea. Choices, please. <laughs> <laughs> no idea. Adam, ready for choices? Literally no idea. All right. I can't so, wait to try yeah. <laughs> some of their stuff. <laughs> so your choices are uh, the cold-blooded, the cream of the crop, the Kofefe coffee, if you remember Trump's uh, <laughs> you know, little gaffe on Twitter, and the Captain Crispies. They all sound good. Yeah. I, I do, know. actually. I can go for some Captain Crispies. <laughs> I'm down with that. You want to go with that one? Sure. We'll go, go with that one. Captain, going Captain Crispies? Captain Crispies. Yeah. Confirm? Yeah. All right. You're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Team ACB for the win. Well, they've already won. Shut up. <laughs> for the burial Where's this of this back-talking jackass. <laughs> Just remember who your ride is. <laughs> Oops. Oh, that's a fair statement. <laughs> All right. So your choices are cold-blooded, cream of the crop, and Kofefe coffee. I mean, I want to say cold-blooded. Cold-blooded? Sure. And you win. Double time. Man. Team ACB, five. Team Hop Nation USA, two. Ow. You guys stink. Yeah, two? <laughs> yeah, we, uh, we stunk up the joint. <laughs> Had Chipotle for lunch, I'm sorry. You, you, you got that early grist house, and you're all hyped up about it. I got the early grist house. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. Yes, easily. No doubt about easily. it. Easily. <laughs> well, with that, Team ACB wins. They get all the pride, and uh, they can feel free to point and laugh at Dennis and Adam anytime they see them in public. That's fair. Even more now. Yeah. That's so, fair. Yeah, okay, so they already did that, so life is normal? Yeah. Uh, coming back, though, to the Deutschtown Brown. Boy, I like this beer. It's still good. Glasses are empty except for Dennis, but he's drinking a big one. He's got his big boy drink. I can fix that. I'm <laughs> trying to be responsible. Final thoughts on this beer? It's still good. I, I really like it. I, this is one of those beers that I can order multiple times. Yeah. Period. Uh, period. Even though we're you know still in the hot dog days of summer, it's, uh, it's still great. Mm -hmm. Like, it's not too heavy. It's refreshing. It's easy drinking. It's not like a sit-in-your-stomach, uh, you know, pastry style. Right. It's really good that way. Yeah, Thank definitely you. agree. So, underground engineering aside, <laughs> if you find yourself in Pittsburgh, definitely swing down here to ACB. If they have that Deutschtown Brown on, you will not be disappointed. Snag it. And then hopefully by then, you can be able to stamp a passport or two. So. Yeah, and you can put you can put ACB on your ale trail that That's you can it. design on the website, <laughs> the Pittsburgh Brewers Guild website. Again, every episode, we take all three beers that we had that evening and then we rank them against each other it doesn't really mean anything especially when they're all good beers like they are tonight right but anybody would like to try to go bronze silver and gold i'll go first all sure. right bronze for me would be the uh brute ipa it was definitely really good a really solid beer um i think it's just not totally my style i like a little bit more pizzazz um, going on on there, but it's definitely really crisp, really refreshing. 
Um, Silver would be the beer named Wu. Um, a really good New England style IPA, tasty, crushable, um, exactly what the style is up to. And you already know my gold. It's going to be the Deutschtown Brown <laughs> all day, every day, no matter where I am. Awesome. All right. I'll go next. Uh, right. I'll agree in that I think the, the Brute is my bronze. I, I, I like it. I like the style that is developing. It's, it's really easy drinking. And uh, I'm excited to try more and try to compare the two. I think maybe that's kind of where I'm running into you know, the, the, the kind of problem. I don't have much to compare it against at the moment. <laughs> I only have the two that I've had. And you know, there's only you know, three more that are available in the city. So it's kind of hard to say which one's really bad, which one's really good. This one's good, though, just for anybody who wants to try to break into dr- drinking IPAs. Uh, I think, again, it serves that purpose of kind of being a gateway the same way the the less hoppy New England IPAs do as well. Uh, silver, I'm going to give to the Deutschtown Brown. I really like that brown ale. I like the flavor profile. I like how complex it is. And yeah, it's, it's such an easy drinker. It's almost an anytime drinker. It'd have to be like 100 degrees out, I think, for me to not drink, <laughs> not want to drink that. Uh, but gold is going to give to the, uh, the New England IPA. I coined the phrase pillowy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yes, (laughs) I did. Um, Yeah, it's such a nice, easy drinking, tropical summertime drinking beer. It's perfect for right now. It's perfect. (laughs) That's what I love. Fair enough. So uh, I'll go next. Uh, For me, I'm actually going to uh, completely agree with Dennis on, on the rankings. Bronze, silver, and gold uh, for slightly different reasons. Uh, I I will agree with Steve uh, on the brute. Uh, The reason it goes in the bronze medal position is simply because I don't have enough to compare it to. It's still a relatively new style, so it's kind of open-ended. I do appreciate that it is something new, something different. From what I understand from the style, it is a good execution of it, but I I simply don't have enough information. On the, uh, the IPA beer named Wu, uh, I liked it. I thought that was a very good IPA introductory beer, uh, especially with those tropical tropical notes, those fruity notes. I thought that was a really good beer for that. Uh, but uh, once again, agreeing with Dennis, far and away that Deutschtown Brown uh, just it, yeah, it was a freight train against those other two. Uh, <laughs> I just really like it, and I'm glad that that is one of the staple beers here uh, that you can get most any time. And now we're gonna give it to Matt and Al. And a chance to rank their babies. <laughs> oh, man. Which kid do you love more? <laughs> <laughs> Who's your favorite? Who's your daddy? You know? Uh, I think they're all pretty much on equal par. I like them all. About the same. <laughs> nice. So, I so, disagree. So Matt loves all of his children equally, which is a lie. Yeah, that's no one loves that's other pretty kids tough. Equally. I mean, I feel like every parent likes one kid more than the other. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've been saying for a while, like, the, the brown is probably my favorite beer on the board. But... I don't drink brown ales all that often. So if somebody comes in and asks for like wit beer, like you, we get that all the time. Like, what's your best beer? Like, I mean, what do you, what can we really say to that? Um, other than we're proud of every beer that we put out there or else it wouldn't be on the board. Right. That's um, so taste wise, um, I'm really proud of the brown. Um, that probably would be number one for me just that, uh, with these three beers. Um, just because we've developed it, and I think it's it's turned out to like what we think a, a brown ale should taste like. And then yeah, it's, it, it, I like both the Woo and the Desert Solitaire. They're the, probably the beers I drank the most of. Um, 
just I really enjoy both profiles and the I, I mean it's the first time we've done a, a brute IPA and I was pretty happy with how that turned out yeah I think for me it's we're in a unique position that we're here every day and we have opportunities to sample the beers frequently I mean we sample them when they go into the fermenter, when they come out of the fermenter, when they're in a bright tank, all through the process. We actually joked the other day that we drink a lot more beer before there's alcohol in it <laughs> than after. <laughs> because we're like sampling it along the process. And honestly, once it's on tap, we're like, okay, that beer is good. We're happy with it. It's ready to go. We kind of rear view mirror and we're on to sampling the next one through its course. That said, um, we you know pulled a, a, a sample or a draft off the tap tower uh, from time to time. And so I guess my ranking would be like if I were walking up to the bar right now on a Wednesday afternoon when we're finishing up work, what would I grab? And my order would be uh, from bronze to gold. It would be brown, woo, brute. Um, like right now, if I'm grabbing a beer off our board of any of the 12, it's the brute. Probably because it's new, probably because it's unique, but I really like this time of year. It's, it just tastes really refreshing to me. I like it's a little bit, tiny bit kind of like fruity up from the hops on the front end, but to me finishes like really dry and it just kind of brings me back for that next sip. Um, I've always liked the Woo, and I think the, the brown is a great interpretation of the style as well, but especially in the summer and compared to the other two, that'd be my order. So, you have a diverse opinion of favorites <laughs> oh, that's, hey, nice. that, that's why we say it, just, it, it doesn't really matter. We're just talking about sure. it as far as what we enjoy far, as far as styles, but. Right, because yeah. there wasn't a bad one in the bunch. No, Thank no. You. Well, I, I just walked up while you guys were talking and pulled another sample off it, and what I grabbed was the brute, so. <laughs> <laughs> That proves it. <laughs> All right. Well, I, I, I'm going to keep let you guys keep going and uh, just plug anything you want. Any events, uh, social media, websites, anything you want. Now's your time. You, sure. You, you spend an hour and a half with us. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, from ACB's perspective, like we've got our website where we keep all of our events, um, food truck schedule events up to date. Uh, we use the major social media platforms, you know, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, uh, routinely. So that's where the best place to find out about n news and happenings. Um, as far as what we've got upcoming, again, check check the schedule, but for food trucks and whatnot. But some of the fun stuff we've got coming up, in addition to Fresh Fest and the Brewers Guild, we've got a happy hour on the 15th out at Churchview Farms. That's a, like a really fun one. It, it's something that, uh, may not be for everyone this next one i mean but um but we do a lot of stuff with venture outdoors kayaks and hikes and we've got a, a something kind of cool coming up it's a tree identification hike mm -hmm. um so like you go to the park someone teaches you about the different trees that are at the park you walk back here and you drink some beer that's on uh august 18th one big one that's coming up and we do it like quarterly and it's something we're really proud of is you know we're big animal advocates and animal lovers here and so quarterly we do a, like an animal fundraiser we pick a different kind of local um animal ad advocacy nonprofit, and we do like a big fundraiser for them that night so that's coming up on august 29th and so we have uh the gaucho asada food truck out front so like people love their food so that's a big draw we um give like 10 percent of all of our proceeds for the night to the organization we have a we pull out a plinko board we'll have a little kitty pool for dogs to come swim in and the one we're working with this time, um, Matt knows the name specifically better than I do, but it's... Uh, senior Hearts and Renewal. See, yeah, so Senior Hearts Rescue and Renewal. They're an animal, like, kind of a foster kind of place that takes, like, older older dogs, older animals, and puts them into homes. And so we do one of these, like I said, every quarter. We've done Biggie's Bullies and, all you know, a bunch of them. So, we, you know, it's an opportunity that we, rate, we can raise a bunch of money for a group, something that we care about. Um, and so that's on... Um, 
August 29th. And so we hope people come out for that. Again, it's it's gaucho, it's crap beer, it's money going to a good cause, it's plinko, it's there's raffle baskets and 50-50, and it's just a heck of a fun night. So um, we hope people come out for that. The one other thing is um, a little further out. So we opened September 28th, 2016. So we turned to September 28th, 2018. So we're just now starting to plan our festivities for that day and that week. Um, so keep a lookout for our, on our social media and website for what that might look like. But we'll have some good stuff up our sleeve this year for that. And then just a final plug for, you know, uh, Fresh Fest and the Brewers Guild. You know, Fresh Fest coming up the 11th. Tons of collabs. Should be a great night. We'll be there with, with Dennis and First Sip. It should be awesome. And then the Brewers Guild, as a reminder, like everything goes live that night. So the the uh, Passport, the website, 10 collab beers that you'll never have anywhere else. And, you know, uh, 30 breweries in Allegheny County um, all participating and really trying to kind of create uh, what's already great about Pittsburgh Craft Beer, make it a little bit better even. So that's kind of the all the plugs that I know of. All right. Very cool. Well, if you want to find us on social media, all you have to do is search Hop Nation USA, and that'll get you Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And if you want to listen to brand new episodes every Friday, all you have to do is search Hop Nation USA on your favorite podcatcher like iTunes, Podbean, or Stitcher. And if you're on iTunes, leave us a five-star review because... We are a six-star show, but they only let us use five. (laughs) That's right. And iTunes is still the biggest platform for uh, podcast at the moment, although I think Google might be getting bigger. I think so. Possibly. I, I mean, they know. pretty much own everything now that Amazon doesn't, so... That, and there's uh, there's actually more Android phones out there than uh, iPhones now. True. Yeah, True. So, so there's that. Anyway, you can also just tell people to listen to our show, and that really helps us grow. Mm-hmm. With that, I'd like to thank uh, Matt and Al and Amy, even though she left, but <laughs> I'd like to thank you all for having us come down and you know spending some time with us and you know letting us drink your beer. Yes, yeah, greatly appreciate it. Great time. Thanks for coming and thanks for the kind words. Sure. And yeah. in addition to that, I also like to thank Dennis. Uh, the, right now, I'm raising my fingers in the air. The, the <laughs> guest host slash guest host slash third mic slash it's it's just Dennis. Yeah. <laughs> it's just Dennis. <laughs> Coffee with Dennis. Ooh, I like that. Let's that's a different that podcast. <laughs> Coffee porter with Dennis. Okay, that's fine. Yeah. There we go. But, uh, I mean, we, we've done our plugs. Uh, Dennis, you, you've got the floor if you've got any plugs for yeah, yourself. absolutely. Uh, so, first at brewbox.com. That's one of our uh, websites we just launched there. Um, also, we're on Facebook, Twitter, even though we don't post a lot. I know Steve yells at me all the time about that. Uh, so Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest. Check us out. Just Google First Hit Brew Box and you'll see what we're all about. Right on. So with that, uh, just a final thank you to everybody being on the show. Thank you for listening. Uh, we'll be back next week with a very special episode of Hop Nation USA. See you next week. That's pretty cool. You um, figure out which tree to put a snake in.